Hello and welcome to yet another episode of College News Fit to Digest. Every week we pick a few news items relating to US colleges and discuss it with our own Shweta Bagade, college counselor. Alma Matters curates the news daily relating to US colleges and makes it available on almamatters.io/coronavirus. We pick a few news items from that curated list and discuss it every week here in these podcasts. Now, without further ado, on with the podcast. Good morning. Good morning, Shweta. Welcome. How are you doing? Very well, very well. Welcome to episode 7, I believe. So, this is moving forward here. Okay. So, I guess we'll just get right into it. Um I think the the first thing or the big news, I guess, is the fact that a bunch of college leaders met with the Senate uh, committee or subcommittee yesterday and they discussed uh, colleges reopening in fall so looks like there were a lot of topics and points that they were ra- that they raised so what do you think of those well it, it goes back to just the whole general process of applying to colleges it just depends <laughs> um every college is in a different state they are each state is handling the coronavirus as they see fit for their state mm-hmm. and the i think the universities are kind of following suit so i think uh purdue the president of purdue was there and they've been very public very early on that they're going to go on campus and they're looking at it sounds like they're going to be doing some testing but they're not necessarily set up to test everybody yet. Mm-hmm. Um so it should be interesting how that will play out for them. And mm-hmm. of course we know testing students whether it's a small school or a big school is an additional amount of money that they were not necessarily ready to spend. Right. So there's a twofold problem for most of these schools is the the facilities to test all the students and then the financial impact of testing all the students if that's their desire. So there are some schools I I know Brown is was also at that hearing as well. Mm-hmm. They're looking to uh test accordingly and have things they're testing in priority, right? Their faculty, yeah. their elderly faculty, students at high risk. Mm-hmm. Um which makes sense. Um I know it was not at, addressed at the hearing, but University of Arizona went on the news as well. Um saying they're testing their entire faculty and students as they come onto campus. Mm-hmm. They are going to have facility ready for students that actually um not just test positive for coronavirus but have symptoms of coronavirus. So so every university is going to be handling this differently and then of course what wasn't addressed at the hearing was the schools that are making adjustments in trying to work around some of these things starting earlier ending at thanksgiving going online after thanksgiving things like that so there's a lot of different factors that are coming into play here and 
goes back to the whole thing of coronavirus. It's a wait and see kind of thing, unfortunately. Yeah, and then there's the added sort of uh, exposure in terms of liabilities, right? If a student comes in and is infected, they can sue the college or the university and, you know, colleges don't want to be liable. Oh, yeah. I didn't even address that. So, yes. And that's that's a that's a very muddy thing that they're getting into, like how what happens to a university if something like that were to actually come through. So um, it's not addressed as much as it should be, I Mm -hmm. feel like. But then I think some I think I actually think parents and students, especially those that are not high risk, are almost willing to kind of take the gamble, unfortunately. So we'll see how this plays out. And hopefully there aren't lawsuits on universities because that could make universities go bankrupt. Yeah, I mean, you know, the so that's sort of one one issue for them. The other one, which they're all worrying about is that even if, let's say, obviously testing is good and contact tracing and all that, you know, um, following up on those things are great. But then when you find that someone tests positive, then you have to, you know, quarantine them and then create a separate area for that, uh, for those people. And, you know, whether it's on campus, off campus, what have you. I mean, so you, you kind of have to manage all that so it's a it's something that they're not used to doing i mean universities are not hospitals or you know care centers right i mean so they, they really cannot uh do this so uh, you know a lot of challenges quite um orthogonal to their general dna right definitely and, and so um I think I think parents. What do you, what do you what would you advise parents and students to do? I mean, uh, what's the way for them to think about this as they deal as they look at all this and try to make sense of it? Uh, well, I I am a parent who is going to be going through this mm-hmm. um, in the fall, mm-hmm. and we are. I think at this point, parents have to. There's a comfort that they have to be satisfied with for themselves mm-hmm. and their student. Mm-hmm. And of course, the student has to be comfortable as well mm-hmm. and then kind of weigh out what the university is doing mm-hmm. to help mitigate, um, you know, the spread of the virus, like the social distancing mask, mm-hmm. um, you know, hygiene accessibilities to, you know, hand washing stations and sanitizers and things like that. And of course, you know, if you're living on campus, the number one thing would be the living and eating arrangements. Sure. So definitely look closely at how they're looking to handle that. If they're allowing you some flexibility of maybe you're okay with them living on campus, but then you would like them to be able to maybe manage their own food um, and maybe not necessarily be required to be on the meal plan, for instance, which is typically, typical of most universities, that requirement. So I would look at all the different variables that you're already worried about mm-hmm. and then add in all these other factors with the COVID and kind of find the path that works for you. No, that sounds, look, that's a good, good sound advice, actually. So, um, so cool. Um, let's see. I think there's going to be obviously more stuff coming out 
as we get closer uh, to fall. So. Oh, I anticipate July to be really busy. Great. The, I guess the other big news item for the week, at least from what I thought was college board suspending the at-home SATs. And that, uh, what's the backstory on that? And, you know, what does that mean? Yeah, so I think College Board really kind of got blindsided. They were not prepared for all the issues that happened with their AP advanced placement exams. Mm -hmm. And those advanced placement exams were only an hour. Like, they were 50 minutes. Right. And they did not anticipate all the um, complications that come along with that reliability of internet access, the reliability of people's own personal devices Mm -hmm. uh, the ages of devices some people's systems and things like that were probably not up to date or current Mm -hmm. that kind of thing and I think after looking at all those factors they realized how do we implement a three hour plus test without having those issues come into play and so college board basically I in a weird way, conceded defeat and said, we can't do an online on in-home testing um, effectively without these issues being resolved. And they can't resolve that for every individual. So it should be interesting where some of the more selective schools that have been kind of holding out about making tests optional, they're going to have to make some hard decisions about whether they're going to move forward Mm-hmm. their current emissions process, or they're going to make at least the fall, um, the, the next uh, senior class not be required to have SAT. Um, yeah, scores. the 2021, right? You mean the fall 2021? Yes. Yeah. And there's yeah. some definitely selective schools that are on that path. I know Columbia is there, NYU is there, uh, Dartmouth is there. So, I, I anticipate over the next uh, few weeks, more of those universities that are very selective in their admissions that will be following suit as well. At least I yeah. hope so. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think that, um, I think, the, you know, one of the, one of the things that this online, the move to online that the colleges made over the last uh, semester, uh, spring semester has shown that, you know, online isn't that ubiquitous, right? I mean, there is, um, it's, there are large pockets of the student population that didn't have access to good, uh, robust uh, bandwidth and internet access. So I think that is going to be a challenge for standardized tests and things of this kind to, um, to do this online. I mean, and plus they have other issues. The length of the test may have to change or they may have to do it in three installments and, you know, they, they have to change the nature of things. So um, anyway, so I guess that's something not happening in 2020, at least. No. Nope. And, and so, <laughs> so that's, it's good to be final about something. <laughs> so, um, Definitely. Okay, cool. So I think, um, I think we'll, you know, keep tabs on the college uh, and fall. But uh, on this topic, I think we are probably done. And there'll be probably, you know, SAT, a college board might have some more dates, you think. Um, they might have to open up some more dates for testing, physical so, testing. So SAT did add September 
Um, yeah. I think the challenge right now is they're trying to accommodate all those students that weren't able to take the tests in March, yeah. and May, and June. And so they're dealing with the repercussions of that. And I think ACT is also in a similar boat. I don't know if ACT has added additional dates yet in the fall, but um, it, there's a problem. It's not just a simple, just add another date. It's finding facilities and then mm-hmm. doing the social distancing yeah. in, because each state is in a different place as yeah. well. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah there's, it's a very complex problem. Yeah, and they were, at a simple level, they need three times the number of locations if you were to do physical distancing, assuming, you know, you allow one in three to sit in a room, right? So, exactly. exactly. So finding that is pretty hard. Um, Definitely. Well, another okay. interesting week. <laughs> I know. We, I, I guess, I mean, you know, in a way it's good. Keeps us all on our toes. So I would not complain too much, except if it was more fun stuff, it'd be a lot more fun to or enjoyable rather than, you know, problems like this. But Right, right. <laughs> anyway. Well, we'll keep on top of this and let's stay tuned. And thank you again for uh, doing this. My pleasure. Yeah. And we'll talk soon. Take Definitely. care, Shweta. Yep, Take bye-bye. care. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hi again. Hope you enjoyed this conversation with Shweta Bagade on this week's College News Fit to Digest. Stay connected with us by subscribing to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or visit anchor.fm forward slash Alma Matters. These podcasts are brought to you by almamatters.io. Till we meet again, take care and be safe. Thank you.